Do you have a scary story you want to see on this channel? Well, then consider going to AsTheRavenDreams.com slash submit or checking out the links down below. And of course, thank you. And this happened to me when I was around 11 or so. I'm a female in my early 30s now, and my mother actually explained the situation to me when I got older and understood better. The neighborhood I grew up in was a fairly nice one. Almost everyone knew each other, especially our family because my parents had an in-ground pool installed, so we had a lot of people over, and we had pool parties. And I loved it, because we always had big birthday parties for me and my two older siblings. Our house sat a little higher than others, being that it was on a bit of a hill, and we had a chain-link fence all around with gates on the sides so that people could just go straight to the backyard. There was a set of stairs that led up to the wooden patio going around the pool, almost leveled with it, with a table and canopy set on it. It was always fun waking up, going swimming until around noon, and then my mom would bring us lunch and we would sit out there and eat. Our neighbor on one side had two kids. Their youngest was a year older than me, but we always hung out, and the oldest was the same age as my brother. Directly behind us was just a bunch of dense trees, like a small forest, and the other side was a single guy, and we'll call him Frank. Everyone looked older as a kid, but I think he was maybe in his 30s or 40s. Frank was always nice to us kids in the neighborhood. He gave us the best candy in Halloween. He was way too skinny to be Santa, but he still dressed up like one and handed out little gifts to us too. He came to our pool parties and cookouts just like everyone else. When he would go swimming with us, he and my dad would put us kids on their shoulders and we would try to knock each other off. He would toss us in the water or watch us dive or swim like we were racing. He had a dog too, a collie, I believe. And she was so pretty, so when I wanted to walk around but couldn't go far, I would just walk over there to see her. He would let her go out back with me or let me play with her in his living room until I was called home. So, all around, he was a pretty nice and trusting guy. As I got a little older, as mentioned, around 11, I started having more friends over for sleepovers and parties. When this happened, we would have full reign of the pool. My sister and her friends may be there, but my brother wasn't so we could have our own time. We would be rowdy and loud at times, jumping into the pool and laughing, but all in fun. A few times we would see Frank walking out to get his mail. He'd stop, look over at us and wave, and then just continue on. He would make jokes sometimes about us being loud, but again, all in fun. But that was about it. There were a few times where he actually tossed some water toys over to us that he had bought, like a beach ball or dive rings for us, and I remember him saying one time to me and my friends that it was so you girls didn't get bored in the water. I didn't really think anything of it at the time, and neither did my friends. 
It just gave us a reason to keep swimming. There were a few times when Frank was at our place, and I would go get out of the pool and get something from inside, or if I mentioned that I wanted to go swimming, he would end up leaving shortly after, saying he had things to do. I remember this because he used to tease me about leaving footprints for my mom to clean up, or racing me to the pool, but then he stopped and instead just went home. It was something I grew to expect, so when he stopped, it threw me off for a while. One summer, Frank had a privacy fence installed. It wasn't that unusual to me, because a lot of neighboring houses started doing the same, but I remember my dad saying it was going to stick out at the time because all the other houses had the metal ones, including ours. When my dad talked to him about it, he mentioned making the cost of the house higher with the better fence as well. After he put it up, though, we would see him looking over the top of his fence, doing what he normally did, waving and shouting over at us. One time, he hollered over for me while me and my friends were swimming, and motioned me over to the fence. I climbed out of the pool, I made my way to the fence, and he asked me what the occasion was. I said I just had some friends over for the weekend. I noticed that he seemed to be out of breath, and I asked if he was alright. He said he was, and that he just wanted to give me something, and after a few seconds of him looking down, he handed over these floating horse things that were basically pool noodles. He said we could use these for our water fights when we couldn't be on his shoulders. I remember taking them, pretty excited about it, and I thanked him. He was just smiling as I walked back to get in the pool. He stood there for a few more moments, when I got back into the pool until my friend noticed and asked if he was going to watch us the whole time. I just looked over at him and thanked him, and he went inside. I remember some of these events so clearly now because it's not until afterwards that you realize everything wrong. This continued on for the next year. He'd come over less and less, and when he was already over hanging out back with my dad or something, and I would mention swimming, he would end up leaving soon after I got in. Him asking me to come over to the fence... It became a regular occurrence, and he would either give me something or just delay the conversation. How are you? How was school? Any summer plans? Any friends coming over? Weird questions like that. And at one point, I asked him why he didn't just stay over and talk and swim with us. His answers were always the same, saying he had stuff to do or something came up. But the other running occurrence was that he always seemed out of breath, red in the face, and sweating. Sometimes, he'd even take his shirt off, which would normally be fine, except for when he would go home from our house with things to do, but then he would be standing in his yard and talking to me. Another time, when I was swimming with my sister and her friends, they were about 17 or 18 at the time, he shouted for us, and when my sister started getting up to go, he would yell that he wanted me specifically. As a kid normally does, I got annoyed with this because it was almost every time that I was swimming. Not my sister, 
not my brother, but me. One of the last few times he did this was when the three of us kids were swimming one evening. The sun was just starting to set, and my mom had called us in for dinner. My siblings got out, leaving me with the responsibility of picking up all the toys and the games, since I wasn't ready to get out yet. Lo and behold, as I'm getting out, Frank is yelling for me. I told him I had to go, and he said it would be real quick. So, I finished up, and I walked over to the fence again, where Frank was breathing fast and sweaty. He smiled at me, asked me how I was doing, and said that he once again had something for me. He hadn't given us any gifts in a while, so I lightened up a bit and asked what it was. He looked down again, taking deep breaths, and I again asked if he was okay. He slowly looked up and then handed me a pack of glow-in-the-dark dive rings and sticks. I said thank you, but my parents only let my sister swim at night since she was older, unless they were out there with me. He said they were for swimming at night and asked if I ever did. I told him no and explained the above, but he then said, well, ask your parents if you can. You're plenty mature enough. And he winked at me. I didn't really feel good at this point. Being a kid, I didn't really know the whole trust your gut thing. And I just stood there listening and saying that I would ask them, looking down at the gift. He then thought it would be alright to say, then you could go uh, skinny dipping like your sister does. But I won't tell anyone and he let out a creepy giggle. I just remember saying okay or something and taking off inside. At this point, I definitely felt like something was wrong, and I didn't really quite know what he meant by that. So, I ate my dinner quietly with little to no one bothering me. My mom asked if I was alright, and I said I just wasn't feeling good at that time. When it got closer to bed... I was in my sister's room because she was braiding my hair, and she asked me what was wrong too. I asked her about skinny dipping and if she did it. We were pretty close, so I trusted her, and I recall her turning red and explaining to me what it was, and said she only did it once as a dare and to not tell our parents. But then she asked me why or how I knew and that she was not going to let me leave the room until I told her. And for that, I'm thankful. I explained everything to her, what Frank had said that night, all his gifts and how weird he was acting at the fence. I was scared because she actually had tears in her eyes, so I thought I was in trouble. She said it would be okay and that I could leave. She comforted me, though telling me I wasn't in trouble, so I left. Last thing I remember was my parents telling me goodnight, and then a crazy next morning. Turns out, my sister actually went and told my parents everything. Of course, that meant telling on herself, but that was the least of their concerns. The next morning, when I woke up, there were police at our house, and my mom, dad, and sister were talking to them. My mom noticed I woke up and ushered me into the kitchen for breakfast. 
from there, I had to talk to the cops, or these detective-like people, and tell them the same thing I told my sister. From there, not much was really said to me. I was told Frank had to leave, and we never saw him again. I know now that this was my parents' way of protecting me, by not telling me what actually happened, which again, I am thankful for so that I could continue having a normal childhood. I was definitely told when I got older, though, that he was absolutely arrested. They found plenty of evidence in his house alone, but I was horrified to learn what he was most likely doing behind that fence. It is an awful feeling and memory to think back on. I even went into this creep's house alone. I don't blame my parents, though. This guy had lived there when I was a toddler, so it was a shock that this was who he really was. We got a privacy fence soon after, and my parents were more careful about who they left us around and into our home as well. The story happened a decade ago. But, honestly, it feels like it was forever ago. I remember pretty much the entire thing, but some of the details are hazy, as this was 11 years ago, and it was quite traumatizing. So, my apologies if I miss anything. Let me give you a bit of backstory before we get into the actual situation. That way you can better understand how this all happened. So... To start, growing up, we never had a lot of money. I wouldn't say we were poor, and I never went without things that I needed, but we never really had a ton of money or savings or anything like that. We never had nice cars, I never got fancy clothing, and we never went on vacation or anything. That's not to say that my parents didn't try, they absolutely did. It's just a good way to look at how it was for me growing up. In addition to this, I never really had many friends when I was young. The neighborhood we lived in didn't have any other children until I was about 10. And that's when my cousin on my mom's side moved in at the other corner. When she moved in, we were inseparable. I was always at my aunt's house, or she was always at our house. So... Like I mentioned before, our family never really left town or went anywhere fancy or anything like that. So in 2010, when my grandmother on my mom's side decided to put together a family reunion, and she told my mom that she would pay for the hotel for my parents to come out, and that she wanted them to bring me and my cousin, because my aunt wasn't going to be able to make it, I was ecstatic. I was about to go to Colorado Springs with my best friend, and it was going to be the best summer ever. Even if it was just a medium-priced hotel with no real amenities for, like, three days. Like I said, I didn't know about the Lux life, so this was an extravagance to me. When we got to the hotel, I was in love with it. My cousin and I had an adjoining room with my parents, so 
we were pretty much allowed all the privacy we wanted. But the one thing I really wanted to do was go swimming in the hotel pool. The first night there, I begged my mom to let us go swimming, and while she was a bit hesitant at first, after a while, she told us that we could go swimming after a little time had passed, and that either she or my dad had to accompany us. That was fine by me. I just wanted to get into the pool. So we went back to the room. We put something on TV and we waited. After about an hour or so, my dad came over to the room. He said that we were finally allowed to go swimming and that the plans had changed a little bit. He told us that he would walk us down to the pool and stay for a few minutes. Then, if it seemed safe enough, he would be heading back to their room so he and my mom could spend some time together. Again, I was totally fine with this. This meant that we got the privacy and we got to enjoy the pool. His only stipulation was we had to be back in the room within two hours or... If anyone from the hotel told us to leave, we had to do so without question. We both absolutely agreed to their stipulations and got our swimsuits on. Then the three of us headed down to the pool. When we got there, it was completely empty. There were absolutely no other guests there whatsoever. We got in and were just doing what we wanted to do, and after about five minutes, my dad said that he was going to head back up. He looked up, and then back down at us, and told us that as soon as that clock hit 8pm, we were to get out of the pool and go straight back up to the rooms. He then laid down all the basic dad rules. Don't talk to anybody you don't know. Follow the rules listed by the pool. Don't leave the pool room. And again... If anyone tells us that we are to leave or asks us where our parents are, we are to get out and tell them that we were just about to leave, and do so respectfully and without question. After he left, the two of us went back to swimming and were having one hell of a time. It went like this for about an hour. No one else walked into the room the whole time, and it was such a blast. Then... At about ten past seven, a guy walked in that looked a bit... disheveled. By that I mean that his hair was dirty, his face was a bit scarred and sunken, and I'm normally not one to judge, but he definitely looked like he was a bit of a creep, or maybe just aggressive. Aside from that, though, he was wearing the green polo shirt, which was the same kind of shirt the front desk attendant was wearing, and it was a bit loose on him, not tucked in and just a bit dirty, but he appeared to be an employee all the same. I initially thought maybe he was just a janitor or somebody who watched the pool or cleaned up the pool area. With that, my first thought was, oh great, he's going to kick us out. He walked over to the side of the pool and waved us over to him, Obviously, I didn't really want to talk to this guy, but my dad told us to be respectful if an employee came in, so we swam over to him. As soon as we got close to him, he smiled and asked us if we were enjoying ourselves. 
we said we were. I told him that this was the first time I'd gone swimming in a few years, just trying to be polite and make some small talk in hopes that he would turn a blind eye to us swimming without our parents. He then asked us if it was just us in the pool. We nodded. We told him that it had been empty the entire time we'd been there. He smiled and nodded along with us for just a moment, then started asking us where we were from. Like an idiot, I told him we were from Missouri and that we were here for a family get-together. I don't know why I told him this, and I know it was stupid, but I think I was just hoping he would go away if I satisfied his queries. He then tells us that he's new to the area himself, and that he hasn't met any people. I thought this was a bit weird, since he literally worked at a hub where people were in and out all the time, but I also figured that he probably meant locals. Then... Out of nowhere, he literally says to us, Alright, how about you girls take off your tops? Obviously, we thought this was a joke, and an incredibly awkward and inappropriate one at that. I started to laugh, my cousin nervously chuckled along with me, and I told him that we weren't going to do that. He then lifts his loose-fitting green shirt and tucked into his belt is what looks like some kind of handgun. Then he smiles and tells us that he wasn't joking, and that he wanted us to slowly take off our tops before he did something that we would regret. My smile fell fast. Like, I went from awkward laughter to nearly sobbing within half a second. My poor cousin, who had pretty much just been quiet this whole time that I blathered, basically started pleading with him to just leave us alone and that we wouldn't tell anyone about this whole thing, which was a whole hell of a lot smarter than what I had been saying. He laughed again and said, Look, you're not going to tell anyone anyways, because if you do, I'll find you. Now, I want you to both start undressing, and this will all be over within just a few minutes. I looked at her, she looked at me, and neither of us knew what to do at that moment. In my infinite wisdom, I thought maybe if I stood up and did what he wanted, he would just go away and this could all be over with. So, I stood up and started to reach back to untie my top. The look on his face was disgusting. He was clearly happy with the situation. I was almost done untying my cover when his disgustingly pleased look changed to... Well, I think it was concern. He told me to stop, so I did. Then, he asked me, Wait, how old are you girls? And I told him that the both of us were 15 years old. As soon as I said we were 15... He dropped his shirt and genuinely looked pissed off. After a moment of angry staring, he seriously looks at me and says, Never mind, I didn't know you were just a kid, and then starts to walk toward the exit. He grabs the handle of the door, looks back, and says, Hey, I'm sorry, I thought you were of age. 
just, I was never here. Then he left. The whole thing came to a screeching halt, much to my personal preference, within a second as soon as he realized we were kids. That's when he decided that what he was doing was indecent. And yes, before anyone asks, we ran to the front desk, and we told them about the employee that had just tried to make a strip in the pool at gunpoint. We described him, we told them everything, and they then told us that there was no employee that looked like that at the hotel. I think it was then that it occurred to me that, yeah, he was wearing a green polo, but I never saw a logo, and he never said he worked there. I just assumed. They called our parents' room and had them come down. Then they called the police. The cops came and took our statements. Then they looked at the cameras and had us verify the person in the footage. My mom didn't let us out of her sight for pretty much the rest of the vacation. We didn't get to swim again, not like I wanted to. And honestly, this tainted my thoughts on the whole trip to Colorado Springs. I don't know if they ever caught the guy. We were only there for two days after all this, and they never informed us of anything. So, to wrap this up, Dear Creep of the Hotel Pool in Colorado Springs, I do want to say thank you for realizing that it was creepy to ask a 15-year-old girl to strip for you, but at the same time, screw you for being such a creep and trying to get girls to strip for you by brandishing a gun. I genuinely hope that you're in a prison somewhere, and I hope that you and I never meet again. This is a story about me, my childhood friend Rachel, and this boy that moved into my neighborhood. We'll call him Norman. Rachel and I became fast friends because our moms went to college together. She lived a block over from us, and we were inseparable. We rode the same bus, ate lunch, and played at school together. And we also typically spent the weekends at each other's house, unless there were other family plans. Rachel had a baby sister at the time, and I had a brother that was four years older than me. One year, my parents got one of those small above-ground pools, but it was so much having it as a kid. Now that we had it, we hung out a lot more at my place. However, we still shared the pool with my brother and his friends if they came over. They were alright for the most part. I think it was just the normal older brother thing to start annoying their younger siblings, and to show off when their friends were around. Otherwise, we typically got along. We had a few other kids around the neighborhood that would ask to come over to swim too, and we never really had a problem with it. If we did, I'd usually just make up some excuse about having to get out by a certain time, so they would leave and then Rachel and I would enjoy the time to ourselves. Unfortunately, our trick would become a little harder whenever Norman moved in. Norman 
moved on to the same street that I lived on when I was finishing grade school, but he was a year older than me. He was an only child, and while he and his parents seemed nice at first glance, there was definitely something wrong with the family picture. They moved into the house across from us one summer in the early 2000s. When Rachel and I would ride our bike between our homes, we would occasionally see Norman sitting on the front porch or looking out the big front window. I let Rachel know who he was and explained what I knew about him. My mom had seen his mom when she was getting her mail and introduced herself. I told her that he would be going to school with us this upcoming year. Rachel was always a lot nicer and more reserved than myself, though, so one time she suggested that we invited him over to hang out with us. After a bit of debating, I finally agreed, thinking, if anything, we could probably pawn him off on my brother if he wanted another boy to hang out with. So, after getting permission to ride our bikes to the little gas station slash marketplace to get ice cream, we saw Norman sitting outside and stopped to ask if he wanted to join us. At first, he was shy and said he didn't have a bike. I was going to just offer to have him walk with us, but Rachel said that he could use hers and she would ride with me. Sometimes she would sit on the bike handles. He accepted this, and as he started getting on, Rachel asked him about telling his parents first, to which he said, it'll be fine. We mentioned this later on to each other, because even though we knew the neighborhood, we couldn't leave the yards without asking first. So, that trip went fine, as well as the rest of the night. We bought his ice cream because he didn't have any money, and we just sat out on our porch and ate it and talked. We even had to buy something for my brother, so he sat out there with us. I remember that Norman and my brother got along at first, They had similar interests, so he would come over and hang out with both of us. Being the summer, this included many visits to our pool. We invited Norman over to swim as well, and I remember him wearing swim trunks that were too big for him, so my brother actually gave him a pair of his that he didn't wear anymore. He told us that his parents didn't have a lot of money, so he had a lot of hand-me-downs from his father including the swim trunks. I started to feel bad for him. His family obviously didn't have a lot of money and maybe didn't even care much about his whereabouts because he never asked them to leave or told them where he was going. So, we made it a point to try to include him more in things that we did, and he even came over for dinner a few times. After a while... He would come over and ask for my brother, and then if he wasn't home or was busy, he would just go over to where we were. Most of the time it was fine, but he started getting weird. When we were playing with our dolls, sometimes he would ask to play, which we were surprised about because my brother never wanted to play with us. With that, though, we would let him join, but... He would make them do weird things. 
He'd say they were getting drunk, and they'd start fighting and beating each other. And the worst that we would do is if they were fighting over a dress or falling off a cliff and were saved. So this would throw us off, and we would go do something else. Swimming was usually it because it got him outside, and we could always make up our curfew again. So out we would go to hang out, and sometimes we would just swim around and make up games in the pool, but then he would start getting too rough. We'd splash around, but he would just force so much water at us at one time that it got annoying. One time my brother came out to swim, and we said we were going in so it would just be them. Once we went in, though, he would calm down. I mentioned this to my parents one time, and my dad teased that he was probably doing it because he liked one of us, and didn't know how to express it. My mother, on the other hand, said that since he was an only child, he probably didn't realize that he was being too rough, and that we should just tell him we're not comfortable with it and ask him to stop. I agreed, and said that I would try that next time, if anything. I could always go in and get my parents, too. However... Things escalated to a little more than just splashing. One time, he came over to swim. He started talking about how someone drowned in a pool like ours before, and was talking about gruesome things that happened to the person. Creeped out after never hearing about things like that before, I asked him how he knew that, and he said his dad showed him stuff about it. His parents just seemed more and more like winners. I could tell Rachel was starting to become uncomfortable, so I immediately tried to change the subject and suggested that we play a game. Norman suggested we play lifeguard, so Rachel asked how to play. The smile he gave, I will never forget. It still gives me goosebumps. He said... Someone has to pretend to be drowning while the other one saves the other person. Our immediate thought was to just float on our backs, while someone else used a pool noodle to pull us to the side. It sounded interesting, so we agreed. He said he would be the lifeguard and would save us, so we both immediately floated on our backs, and I closed my eyes, waiting to be saved. He said we had to yell for help, so... We both sarcastically started saying help and flailing our arms a bit. After a few seconds of this, I stopped and continued to just float as I continued to hear flapping and splashing, followed by Norman laughing. Curious, I opened my eyes, and I looked over, and I was scared to death. Norman was holding Rachel under the water and laughing as she struggled. I screamed at him, what are you doing? When he said, I'm showing her how to drown. I immediately ran over and started pushing and punching him to let her go, and about the same time he finally did, she came up gasping. My brother ran out the back door with my mom. Rachel was in tears. We were hugging while Norman continued to laugh. Between sobs, I tried explaining what had happened while he was trying to defend himself. 
saying it was just a joke. Thankfully, my mom told him that he needed to go home, and we all watched as he left, continuing to laugh. We got out and stayed inside the rest of the night watching movies. Rachel was fine after that, thankfully, but Norman was obviously not allowed over anymore. I overheard my mom and dad talking one night, because my dad had actually gone over to Norman's house to tell his parents about what he had done, and their only response was, mm, boys will be boys. Sorry, but my brother has never tried to drown either of us. This didn't stop Norman's torment, though. Usually, it was just him going outside as we were riding by to throw stuff at us. We ended up having to buy a pool cover and a lock to our gates because he thought it would also be funny to throw dead animals in our pool. Squirrels, rabbits, frogs, snakes. I don't even know where he caught them, but he did, and it was disgusting. We knew it had to be him, because he was always nearby when we found it. We had to have the pool completely drained and cleaned because of this. So, Rachel meant well, but I think she learned her lesson on being so trusting with just anyone that looked lonely. And in case you're curious, the next year we were starting our first year of middle school. He was expelled, after missing so many days, and then trying to bring a knife to school. He was supposedly homeschooled from then on, but learning that his parents were drunks, his mom was a caregiver without any licensing and his dad worked in a car shop, I have my doubts. Oh, and he's also since done time for drugs and indecent exposure, so there you go. Stay in school, kids, and please don't try to drown your neighbors. Yeah, nothing more relaxing in the heat than jumping into a giant container full of water. Actually, that's not true at all. I can't swim. I would literally just drown if I did that. So I don't do that. But these people did, and obviously it didn't work out for them. Thank you to everyone who submitted these stories. Thank you to people who wrote these stories. And thank you to everyone who listened to this point. And hopefully you all enjoyed this poolside horror collection. Bit uh, on the nose for the season for me, I know. But summer vacation was, what, last week? So it works out in the end. If you guys did enjoy it, please hit that thumbs up button. Leave me a comment letting me know what you thought. Or what your favorite type of cheese is. If you choose, you don't have to. But that sounds like a good idea. You can also hit the subscribe button if you're new. And if you want to support the channel further, you can go to my Patreon or hit the join button down below. And for $1 a month, that is $1 a month, you can get early access to pretty much all my content. I post videos early most of the time. Sometimes, like this one, they go up the day of, and that's not my intent, but it happens whenever I get behind. Thank you, air conditioner, that wasn't working for the entire month of June for screwing me over. But that's not the point, it works now. Anyways, I love you guys, I'm sorry, I'm just rambling. I love you all. I hope you all have a beautiful day. Thank you so much for listening. And of course I'll see you next time. You know I'm gonna be here. You know I'm gonna be here, baby, I ain't going nowhere. I don't know what the hell that was. Sleep well, friends. Sleep well.